Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Oh shit, back in the moisture, baby. We back in the bay, San Francisco. We back in the moisture, son. Yo, something about when you get off the plane and you get to San Francisco, immediately your ass feels, the inside of your ass feels like a wet nap. (laughs) I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing San Francisco wrong. (laughs) San Francisco. Go. The thing that bugs me about San Francisco when you get off the plane is that you walk to go get your luggage, yeah. and they have all these lounge areas and yoga rooms. Yeah. I don't understand the need for a yoga room at the airport. Here? Yeah. It's San Francisco. <laughs> Dude, if you have the time to use a yoga room at the airport, you don't need a yoga room. Your chi is already adjusted. Yo, the level of homelessness out here. It's like fucking Beirut. It looks like fucking war-torn Beirut, nigga. It, I mean, it's, you feel like if you walk anywhere on the blocks where it's real home, <clears throat> homeless out here, you're catching something. Uh, it's bad. But that's also- And bad. I'm Aerie Spears, by the way. I'm Andy Steinberg. And Welcome. This is, this is the uh, Spears and Steinberg podcast. It's raining there. We're back. I'm going to let myself get Man, uh, the homeless, so I would be homeless if I lived out here. I couldn't afford to live out here. I just paid $5 for a bag of M&M's. Well, I think, no, that's because that's you, you bought them in the hotel. If you if you go to any one of these cheap liquor stores on every corner here, there's still regular like, prices. You're pay, not paying $5. We paid $4 for each slice of pizza last night. $4 a slice. In New York, you can get them wait, for- Wait, nine, $4 a slice? $4 a slice. We can get them for 99 cents a slice in New York. I don't eat pizza at 99 cents in New York. You, but you can. I'm just York. saying you can. That ain't pizza you eat, nigga. That's rat meat. That's, I That's just, rat I get, I get cheese, man. I don't get anything on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I ain't even cheese, nigga. That's just rat tissue. Um, <clears throat> you can get it, and you can, it goes up to $3 a slice. I've never seen $4 a slice street pizza in New York. Well, I will say this in defense of $4 a slice. It was banging. It was good pizza. I'm not going to deny Listen, it. And it's rare, because I, I say this all the time. It's rare. A lot of places claim New York pizza because, you know, New York has that rep for being the best pizza place on the planet, uh, best pizza city on the planet. And, you know, we'll make the argument Chicago deep dish. That's always been the argument, deep dish versus thin crust. But without a, without a doubt, 
uh, New York and Chi Town, but I don't ever see anybody else claim Deep Dish. I don't go to Ohio and they say, you know, Deep Dish Pizza or uh, Boston, home of the Deep Dish. Nobody claims Deep Dish but Chicago. Right. And to any Chicagoans listening to this, I know y'all probably got your nostrils flared right now and your chest up at ease. You motherfuckers are tip top. I'm just saying New York, so many other places outside of New York go New York pizza. So that just goes to show you who got the biggest set of cojones, nigga. Yeah, uh, Philadelphia has good, uh, good like New York but, style but, but pizza. But it will say New York. And yeah, nobody yeah, you're else right, says you're right, deep you're right, dish. You're right. But back to what you're saying. <clears throat> Yo, it, 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 most places that claim New York ain't don't even come close. It's a joke. But this place actually, you know, tasted like New York pizza, just like this spot I love in L.A. Uh, Mulberries is a. Uh, and it is New York style pizza because the dude who who runs the place is Italian, and he gets the dough and the water flown in from New York. So that's a good pizza. Uh, but four dollars, man, it was worth it. It's, I don't remember paying that much because I was hammered. You were. I bought your pizza. That's why you don't remember paying it. Well, I paid for the titties, nigga, at the Hustler Club. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Shit. But what I'm saying is, four dollars a slice is exp- everything here is expensive. I paid fifty five dollars for breakfast, two people. Right. Uh, I'm staying with a friend of mine out here, mm-hmm. and so I said, "Thanks for letting me stay. I'll, I'll, I'll at least take you to breakfast." So I took her to breakfast yesterday. It was fifty five dollars right. for breakfast. That's a lot for breakfast for two people. That's a lot. You paid. I paid. Well, she's letting me. That's stay a there. lot for breakfast and no pussy. Them eggs should come with a side of ass. I got pussy, but it's in it's in New York. My girl. again, that pussy should come with a side of ass, nigga. <laughs> she's in New York. You in Frisco, baby. She uh she has a nice she has a nice apartment she let me stay at her apartment she has two bedroom it was the, nice the, the people this is weird white shit because me and Andy went to this restaurant from one of my favorite spots uh, diners drivers and dives called HRD if y'all ever get to San Francisco believe me when I tell you this shit is the shit the I had the uh, the first time I went and when we when we weren't working together. Uh, I had the what was it that they discontinued? Uh, the, 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 coffee, short ribs, the, the, bar- the, no, no, the, the barbecue short ribs. The beef. No, no, the barbecue short ribs. Barbecue short ribs. Okay, the, yeah. the Kobe beef we had this time. Okay, the barbecue short ribs. Man, oh boy, uh, oh boy. But when we went this time, they discontinued it, and I was upset. But one other dish they had that I saw from the show that I wanted to try that I did try was the sweet chili pork chops. That was good. I actually even tasted some. And you don't like pork. You don't, I don't eat, pork. eat pork. I'm telling you, it'll make a Muslim go, what What that is? They would want to get to that yoga room real quick. Man, they would, t- <laughs> Farrakhan would take that bow tie off, nigga, and get to white. I mean, God. And then we had the Bacobi beef. And this place is just, if you ever get down to San Francisco, uh, <laughs> HRD, baby. Uh, it's, it, it, it's bananas, man. It looks kind of like a like just like it's going to be regular. It looks like kind of like a, a Chipotle, right? The way it's well, set you up. had the what did you have? You had the I had a I had a burrito. I had a, the kimchi. You had, you had a, yogi beef burrito uh, burrito with, with kim, kimchi kimchi, and you you dug it. Yeah, a lot of kimchi and kiwi fruit and brown rice. Yeah, and that kimchi and the the kiwi fruit they balance each other out, make it nice. I want to get back to the uh, M and M's because what fucked me up is when you got here. I went to, uh, first night I got here on Thursday, I went to a liquor store and bought some, uh, I swear to God, this is what's great about fame. Uh, I went and, and I bought a box of X-Lax, moved my bowels because I've been stopped up like a motherfucker. Some cigarettes, 
and a couple of other items. And the dude who worked at the counter flipped his wig when he saw it was me. And he said, man, just take that shit. So I got my <laughs> I got my booty pills for free, nigga. Uh, but as I looked over at the candy display. I wonder if he looked at that after he said that to you and was like, I would have been like, nah, man, you got to pay for the ass stuff right there. But Right, yeah, right. He, 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 I impressed him enough to, for him to let my bowels move for free, nigga. Um, I looked at the candy display. Yo, you know there are 11 types of M&Ms? I didn't think about it until you said it, but yeah, there's a lot. They got mint. They got fucking crispy. They got the creamy with just a, what they call that, caramel or nougat? Caramel. caramel. They have, I know the caramel. Caramel. Uh, they got the pretzel. They got almond, they got regular, they got peanut. What else they have? They have like 11 fucking, I never knew there was that many M&M's. You know, you can get your M&M's personalized from the M&M store. Really? Yeah, so you could, you could just get so an That's a- like 12. Yeah, but you could get an AR on it. Really? They I have mean, white AS, chocolate AS, M&M's. AR. A- a- AS, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have white chocolate M&M's. Yeah. Holy shit. You, you get all that, though, with your, like, when you, like, when you want to, have people over your house and you have pull out your M&M's right they'd have your initials on them instead of M&M mm. <laughs> so somebody's putting me in their mouth yeah however you want to look at it okay alright well shit um <clears throat> that's your go to candy right um it's easy to eat easy to eat motherfucker you like the peanut M&M's I like the Big, peanut yeah shit I can't stand those are my worst why Big chunk of peanut in your fucking you chew it how do you eat peanuts when you don't when they're not in there? Do you not eat peanuts? I love peanuts. I love peanut butter. I love peanuts by themselves. I like honey, honey what's, peanuts. What's the difference of this is with chocolate? It's hard for me to bite into something that big and hard and round. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it everywhere or just in San Francisco? San Francisco. Um <laughs> Hey, dude, uh, I want to dive right in because last night at the comedy club. First of all, are you digging? This is your second time here, right? Yeah. And you didn't like your first time. I hate it the first time. So how you doing this time? I think I'm. I think my worst set was probably as good as my best set last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the set's been okay, but the the second shows, both Friday and Saturday, like I like I felt like I was doing comedy. Right. Like I was really, uh, especially that first show that uh, on Friday night late. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you said that I looked like I was the most comfortable you've ever seen me up on stage. Right, and I was having a great time, and I was uh, no, I had a really good time this time. Um, now let's dive into what happened last night because listen, I've been through it before. Yeah, and and again, when you when you <laughs> this ain't on me now. No, when you've been doing this shit long enough, eventually you see and go through everything. Right, and that's why I say again, as I've said so many times on the podcast, what these with these local comics. And what a lot of comics don't understand is the key to being strong is you got to get out of town. Different experiences, different tastes, different temperatures, different rooms. Yeah. And it's only through that experience that you get sharper and better and you learn more. Um, but again, when you when you keep doing this shit, you see it all. And listen, you said you walk some people. I, I've, I've said, welcome to the club, nigga. <laughs> I've had ketchup bottle thrown in my face. I had a nigga. I had several niggas want to fight me. I had one nigga want to fight me because he wore a denim sleeveless vest in Orlando, and I fucked with him about not having no sleeves. Uh, so yeah, I, I've had girls throw beers at me. This shit gets crazy sometimes, and you had it. You had to get into it. Well, it, it, what? So uh, I was. Um, I, I had a. I had a really good set. 
late set Saturday. I thought it was almost as good as Friday set. I had a great time on stage. Um, I got off. You were on stage. You were killing it. And then uh, it was time. I was listening to you, and it was time to go set up our merch, right. which you have a new piece of merch. We'll get to that, though. Yeah. Uh, so we, I went to go set up all that up. And while I'm setting it up, I just hear these three dudes yelling. Black guys, right? They're black guys, but that I didn't see who it was at first. I just heard people. Well, like, how were they yelling? Motherfucker, let me tell you something here. Shit. No. That motherfucker here. You could, you could tell who they are. No, it sounded more color. San Francisco. It sounded like, uh, I'm never, it sounded, honestly, it sounded like a white dude talking to the manager. Uh, not voice wise. Really? But what he was saying. I'd never want to come back here again. Right. This is, uh, I, this is, I can't, uh, however he said it. And I wasn't really paying attention. It was just right. their own deal. So then I walk back out, there, I walk through there, and I see it is three black dudes, and they're yelling at the manager. And uh, then I hear him say, and if I ever see that mother- Oh, wait, before, let me stop you really quick. This is the first show. Second show. Yeah, no, no, second show. This is the second show. Oh, second show. They, they, it was, it was towards the end of your set, though. And this is kind of one of the other things that I don't understand, but I think I'll touch base after I explain this. I'll I'll get back to that part. Um, And then I walk out, it's three black dudes in the yellow, and then then the one dude that I hadn't, like, you know, everybody has a different voice. I didn't hear his voice in the the first voice that I heard. And he goes, and if I ever see that motherfucker on the street, (laughs) I'm going to beat his ass. And I, I still wasn't paying attention. I knew I knew that he was mad, so I kind of looked over. And but I was still doing my stuff. I was setting up the thing. And then his one buddy goes, "Dude's behind you. He's right behind you." And they walked out the door and left him sitting there. And it was kind of funny because I knew as soon as I heard "Dude's behind you," I knew they were talking about me, and I knew that he was pissed off. And he came over and he looked at me and he looked at me. And he goes, "Hey, man, <laughs> I don't like what you said. I don't like your jokes." <laughs> I go, and I, I obviously know which one he's not going to like, but I just go, which one? And he goes, which one? <laughs> and then it went crazy from there. Uh, he just started yelling at me, and I yelled. He, I didn't. I never. I didn't you want me to say the joke? You, which because we gotta let the audience know what joke he's talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't mind saying that. I, I use. Yeah. No, I'll you do it. Fuck, it. fuck you this. Feel, fuck this. It. I'm going to do it. I'll, now, wait I'll a minute it. now. If you're going to do it for this to tell the context of the story, then it's no different from what I told you you need to do for the context of the joke. Yeah. You th- don't, 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 don't get in and then bail out. But here, here's, the, here's the difference before we get before we but, but Before you continue, this can't be we're like, yo, man, we finna rob this bank. You're going to be the wheel, man. I'm going to go in there and get the money with the guns. When I come out, nigga, the car's going to be right here. And I come out hot smoking with two bags of money. And you done drove the fuck down the block. Because you got to go take a piss at the gas station. Leaving me with the fucking money in my hands. And no getaway car. So if you're going to do this, nigga, park the car. All right. Here goes some of our listeners. What do you mean? We're going to walk some listeners. No, we're not. Matter of fact, we're going to gain some. All right. here's, Here's the thing. I do a joke about when I was 11 years old and... I ended up getting invited to, to uh, my, my next-door neighbor, Eric's church. And he's black, and I went to a black church for the first time. And Eric introduced me to everyone on the playground. I'm not going to do the whole joke. Well, give, give him the cliff notes, but make sure you – the key is to say the word <laughs> and then how you tie it back around. Okay. So uh, I was uh, – so Eric invites me to go with him to his church. Um and before that, I preface it with the fact that Eric was my first friend, actually. In that You're giving him too much meat that's unnecessary. Okay. Long story short, okay. he goes to the <laughs> playground where his black friend is, and 
Uh, everybody's going, who's the white boy? Who's the white boy? Eric just stands up for him and protects his friend immediately by embracing him, putting his arm around his neck and goes, this is my friend, Andy Steinberg, my nigga. And then cut to later on, Andy describes in, while he's at the black church, he gets lost from <clears throat> Eric and his family, and he's basically isolated by himself in a certain section of the church. Right the up church, in the front. Right. The church is getting hot. It's getting heavy. Good Lord in the Lord's head. And black people are jumping and doing all they shit like they got to go to the bathroom and ain't got no bathroom. And then eventually, just when God, you thought himself, is going to come out the rafters, the preacher looks at Andy and goes, son, who are you? And Andy on, in the joke on stage stands up and goes, I'm Andy Steinberg, Eric's nigga. <laughs> That's the joke. It's a great joke. Uh, it's and a, yes, it gets people, ooh, ah, and, and yeah, it makes certain white people uncomfortable. Certain niggas is a little uncomfortable too. But when you hear the whole thing in its context, it's a great fucking joke. Okay. That being, that, that being said, obviously it wasn't a good enough joke to get him past whatever caught him in that joke. And that's going to happen from time right? to time. Right? I understand that. So when he was looking at me, yelling at me, and I, he just said, you, you can't say that. And I said... Uh, and he and he and he threw the hard R on it. He he looked at me and he said, "You can't say." And he said he said right. the word, but he put a hard R on it, like I was saying it that way, and I didn't. And now, time he, out. Now, you notice people. Uh, I gave Andy every opportunity to keep that car in front of that bank. This motherfucker's gone. <laughs> he said he he put the hard R on it. Hard R hard R on it. He said. <laughs> Dude, it's because it's not okay in the. Joke, I don't want to throw you off. Your, your, okay, your, no, no, no. But I, I wanted to address this before in the joke. I actually address why white people aren't supposed to say that word. I actually uh, only use that word in that joke, in that parameters, in that setup. And right. you don't hear me say it any other time. You, we've been together on the road for a uh, year and a half. You've never right. heard that uttered out of my mouth in any other way, unless right. you fucking trick me into doing it on the podcast, which you did. Right. Right. Other than that, I trick you, motherfucker. You knew what you was doing. No, you made me do it, though. You fucking, you set up the deal. The beginning uh, of the podcast. Hey, hey Jake, you a grown man. <laughs> I didn't make you do anything, Jake. You're a grown man. You made your decision. Live with your decision. But. <laughs> didn't know you like to get wet, though. Sherm. You've been smoking PCP all day. You talk that shit, son. I'll make sure your baby nuts never makes it around the corner. Go ahead. But you said something to me that made uh, made a lot of sense, and I was going to do. I, I just don't, man. I just not comfortable doing it outside of that. Outside of that. But here, you said uh, even uh, Chappelle when he when they were talking about the Michael Richards thing, and he yeah. said, uh, "Oh, he said uh, he was asked how did he feel when he saw it, and he said." Uh, to be honest with you, man, I'm 80% comedian, 20% black. So when I saw it, 20% of me was angry. But I'm a comedian. I said that shit was funny. So, but what I realized last night when I was thinking about this, and I really was thinking about it, I think people, and, and this goes for the whole thing that we do on stage. Yeah, it's our personality. It's who we are. But it's also part of an act that we perform on stage. And our act is how we uh we hopefully make people laugh on stage or enjoy our show, which is no different than a performance than you would do in a movie. It's part of the show, except the movies are usually written and scripted for someone else, but it's still part of a show. You're there to be entertained by a show and to take it out on a care and, and to get mad at something I said on stage that you, that other people were in that room laughing. Other people have actually come up to me and appreciated that joke for what it did for them. I didn't know what to do for this guy. So I just, I just nothing. Said, yeah, I nothing. didn't do anything for him. I just said, yeah, I'm so, I, I didn't. All I said was that joke wasn't meant to be taken that way. That's all I said. Right. 
And then he go he got really frustrated, and he had two choices. We were either gonna, uh, we were either he was gonna we were gonna fight or he was gonna leave. And uh, because what he said to his boys, I thought we were going to fight. I really did. I thought there right. was a moment where he was going to have to go, well, I have to do this now because right. now I'm going to look like an asshole right. that right. I didn't do anything. Right. So he, uh, he didn't do he anything. He wasn't no real nigga. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was from D.C. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. Yeah. He kept telling you, I'm from D.C. DC. And I said to you what you should have said, now you want to take this opportunity? No, no, I don't want to take this opportunity. Oh, fucking... And you know what? It's appropriate that you would act in this manner right now since we're in San Francisco. Even when you told me what I should have said, I didn't take the opportunity to say it or repeat it or do it or redo it. I never did. All right. I'm, I'm just pause. I'm pausing right now only because I'm reading this, this, this email from a loyal fan, uh, Sergio Sosa. I love that. Sound like... Um, Sounds like a. He was friends with. Uh, he's one of uh, Scarface's lieutenants. Sosa. Sosa. Where's Sergio Sosa? Uh, anyway, I want to make this tie in because it's it's funny that he. I right when we were setting up to do the podcast, I mean literally as we were minutes away, I just checked my email and this came in. And I felt like you know what, this might be a sign from the comedy gods to get Andy off the bullshit. Because what I said was to Andy last night when dude was like, I'm from D.C. You should have been like, ah, oh, I like D.C. I've been there before. A lot of niggas in D.C. <laughs> There's tables that were going to be turned and that got set for <laughs> sure. some furniture moving. <laughs> uh, but again, you didn't, you didn't want to say it uh, here on the podcast today. It's not because I don't want to say it on the podcast. And, and, but, 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 let me, okay, let me go ahead. And this is back to Chappelle. 80% comedian, 20% black dude. 80% comedian, 20% Andy the Jew, the person. It's funnier coming from you than if than me saying what I just said. There are a lot of niggas in DC. If you would have said that, even if you didn't say it to him, because yeah, that's a different. You're off stage, yeah. So yeah, you might have got your your, your yarmulke shifted, but <laughs> <laughs> but if for you to say that now on the podcast, this is the show. We're entertaining people right now. You're right. This is the show. You're right. Why wouldn't you? You just said it's You're right. a show. So say it then. It, it, it's not necessary, though. Why? Because it just, it's now, first of all, now it's not funny. Uh, if no. I it's, I'm it's, just repeating this something. This is a reenactment. No, this is a reenactment. Nah, because it's I'm not I'm see. No, nah, it's not. I'm see. No, nah, man. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Now let me cut to Sergio, because this is so important. He blamed you, too, though. Who, Sergio? No, not Sergio. The, the dude from D.C. Can't believe Aries Spears. Let him go up on stage what and do that joke. What does the look on my face say right now? You don't give a don't fuck. Give a fuck. <laughs> uh, so Sergio goes, Steinberg, you got to use the podcast as a platform to showcase your funny. Just be true. Be your true funny self. It's your podcast too. I've listened a couple times when I saw your sense of humor come through. Don't make any apologies and just let loose. Also, stop. And he puts this in caps. Defending everything and everyone. I'm an avid listener and will continue to support you too. Hashtag I'm free. Hashtag mistrial. Hashtag bring your funny. How many fucking times is I got to tell you? What is it going to take? You got other motherfuckers who listen to this and are saying the same shit. Not knowing that you and I have had these conversations a gazillion times on and off stage eating lunch, eating dinner, looking at pussy in a strip club. What's it going to take, dog? 
I, I don't know when I feel comfortable, I guess, because it's not even about feeling, I guess. No, you know what? If I felt comfortable, then it should be uncomfortable. I don't know. It's going to take me believing in the comedy, I guess me believing in my comedy. And, and, and how, how, how much longer that's going to take? I don't know, man. You know, not that you care about this either, but that joke, the, the joke that he, the man from DC, you know, who gave me the encouragement to continue to do that joke and work on it? Who? Earthquake and a nigga, and you know where he's from? What, where DC, DC, DC. Earl. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and Earthquake is, is one of the hardest niggas in the game when in terms of jokes and bringing the funny. He just said, "Do that it just, joke." It he goes, "Do sense. that joke." Do that I'm joke. I'm telling you, Earthquake is telling you other black people don't mind Sergio Sosa. I wonder if he's Hispanic. He's got to be. Sergio is telling you, dude. It's. Get a towel, man. Just wipe it. Wipe it's, your, res- it's a respect it. thing, man. Sop up your, sop up your, ass, your ass crack, nigga. It's Get a the moisture thing. A respect. What makes you think that by you saying it in the context of comedy or a story that's meant to be entertaining, you're disrespecting anybody? I truthfully, I'm truthfully not. Then I see someone like that that ruined his, it ruined his day. And fuck him. I'm, all other people that bought your t-shirts and put the money in your pocket, are they days ruined? No. Okay, so come on, man. Knock this horse shit off. Really? It's ridiculous. I got to read something else to you since we on this shit. Uh, this broad, I've been all day on my Facebook page trying to get these motherfuckers to download Patreon and support the podcast. Uh, I read one from this broad. And at first I thought she was confusing me with you. But as I continued to read it, uh, it became apparent what the problem was. This girl's name is Jess Cook, and and this was a while ago, but it's still her feelings ain't gonna change. But this was a while ago. Oh God, both of these are long, but I gotta kind of read it. Um, I'm sure you get countless messages, and mine not even be read. But I figured I'd give it a shot. I went to your ten o'clock show last night in Philly, and it was awesome. My abs actually hurt from how much I laughed, which can either say something about how funny you are or how out of shape I am. You choose. I think that poking fun at everyone and lightening people up to this day and age in comedy is really revealing, uh, relieving, and comedy, while obviously intended to make everyone laugh, always speaks to what is culturally relevant and needed at the time. I know I'm just one person, and you have hundreds of thousands of fans. I just wanted to bring something to your attention in a way you might not have thought about. You make fun of everyone equally. Which right there, I don't see what the problem is then, which is awesome because your audience is pretty much everyone represented to understand the jokes, laugh at themselves and gain from the experience. Except one group you tore into kind of mercilessly last night, people with disabilities. I have family members with Down syndrome and autism, both of which makes them do strange things with their tongues, not walk typically, and also makes them almost completely nonverbal, which is what you were making fun of when you make fun of them. You're making fun of people who can't come to your show. Remember that key thing. Most likely don't understand what you're saying about them and certainly cannot either laugh at themselves or defend themselves. And we should care for those who cannot care for themselves. By making fun of them like this, you make a... Uh, make them a subject of mockery and make them subhuman, which is why we have allowed institutionalized segregated, which is why we have allowed institutionalized bigotry against them. They are segregated in schools, not given jobs. They can effectively do institutionalized, thrown up for adoption, etc. Almost done. 
I know this type of email you hate. I can assure you I loved your show and can take a joke and am as sarcastic as they come. I just think you should reconsider jokes where the subjects can't laugh with you. That's not in good fun. It's mean-spirited and has more consequences than you think. As a black man and myself a Jewish woman, I think we both know what happens when you create an other and marginalized, already marginalized community. And as a famous comedian, I feel like you have an obligation to do the right thing, too. Thank you for an amazing show last night. Truly, Jess. Now, here was my response. Jess, I respect your point of view. Now, if you will allow me in my Sam Jackson voice, if you will allow me to retort. First of all, let me apologize for responding back to you so late. I'm not really on social media that heavily, particularly Facebook. Second of all, when you mention the plight of both Jewish women and black people, I get where you're coming from. But if there's one thing black people have always been able to do is take lemons and turn it into lemonade. So no matter how hard someone's condition can be, you can find the best in it no matter what? And I'm quite sure that if handicapped people or mentally disabled people could come to a comedy show, they would want to be made fun of like everybody else and not be treated differently. And lastly, answer this question. If a person with disabilities can't come to a show, then how do they know they're being made fun of so they can't be offended if they're not there to be offended? You should concentrate on what's best for you and not be offended for someone who isn't present. Uh, with all due respect, I love you, but... Uh, I reject that. I, I don't know what's in your act that you're punch- McDonald's. Yeah, but you're not punching down even when you say that. It, it, it punches down because Retar- I probably use the word retarded and do the McDonald's. But that is you, you're not you're not saying anything that. Uh, what does that mean, McDonald? And and I seen very <laughs> I seen the situation that you're talking about occur. Right. And it, that's an exciting moment. And I and I don't think that you're punching down. I really don't. I just think you're calling out what it is. And my son has seen your act many times, and he right. was very sensitive towards. And uh, your son is autistic, right? And he he knows your act, and he found that part to be very funny because he doesn't feel that that's punching. He doesn't. He didn't feel that was punching down. And if it was, he would he would get it. He I mean he gets it, and he would he would be offended by. It. There's things that he is offended by, but he was never offended by that because that is something. That some people that are either uh, that are mentally that have a mental challenge and they see McDonald's for whatever reason the colors whatever they get very excited about it and that's all you did right and and then you make fun of regular people through that but like she said and when I say I make fun of everybody like my last special Hollywood look I'm smiling I've made fun of midgets uh, but I've made fun of midgets I've made fun of my own people because some of the shit we do that's crazy certainly white people that's that's a fucking given I'm gonna always tackle into you uh powdery motherfuckers uh uh call women bitches um latins indians whatever but days that's san francisco so basically uh and and i respect her i respect that what she's trying to convey and her humanity but the thing is if you eliminated a group that you were fucking with right that would be Exactly the opposite of what she's trying to accomplish. She made them not equal. Right. When she said getting that they're not given jobs that they could readily do, that's the same thing that they're not getting. They're not getting poked around in your comedy set just like everyone else's. But but we're saying if they could, that they would want that. Yeah, if they were there, they would want to. I, they don't I, want to be made because I'm thinking you want to be made to go. Oh, special sympathy. No. 
the hardest thing to do, and I'm going to, I'm, I, I don't know if people will agree with me or disagree with this, but I think the hardest thing to do, and I think the thing that alienates people that are in wheelchairs, is that other people, I, I watch people sometimes, and that's what we do as comics, is watch people. Right. I watch people not look at people in wheelchairs in the eye. Really? They, they'll kind of like look at them, but never really, because they're, in their mind, they're thinking, oh my God, you know. Uh, right. You know, oh man, oh, that would be terrible. I'd be—they're putting themselves in that situation right. instead of just respecting them there in what is their situation. Right. And I watch that, and I think that would be the most. Dis- I think that would be the hardest thing for me if I was in 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 any kind of situation where people didn't treat me the same way. I, I don't. I don't want to make this a. So it's a question because I don't want to make this a race thing, but it just feels like to me how I would say that. May, are there exceptions to the rule? Yes, I'm sure there are black comics who do self-deprecating humor. I don't know any, but I'm sure there are. But I, like I've always said, niggas has swa- got swagger. We got confidence. We we you know we 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 wear fucking leopard suits and leather suits, wild shit, yeah. and, and and niggas believe in themselves. So it feels like to me. Like white women get offended for everybody. I don't know that. Not saying like, of course, black women get offended, but the level of uh huh, black women just don't. Is that is that am I out of my mind? No, but uh, I think they get offended. White women just seem quick to go uh-huh, and want to champion a cause. I think, and I and, and she was Jewish. She said she was Jewish, and I and I don't know if that's from what she feels is her oppression or what she feels that she would comment on that. But I feel that. A lot of white people, because they feel like they are in the place that they're supposed to protect everyone else, is supposed to feel sympathy for everyone. Uh, but the trouble with that is they're feeling sympathy for everyone because they are they're looking at it from an upward position, looking down. Right. Like, oh, I'm so lucky to be white and be Me, right here. where I am. How and can I, I help the, the, the Negras? Honey, how can, what can we do to help the Negras? Everybody, <laughs> I, I honestly think that that's where it comes from. I, and I, and I, I don't really see it that I, I, I see Jewish people taking it very seriously in a different way. When, but that's a little bit different. When she said, uh, use the Jewish example, and I said, and we, you know, culturally, black people have known, we take bullshit and spin it and make it work for us. What is the Jewish version of that? Do Jewish people do that? They take would, lemons and make lemonade? Like, you know what I'm saying? They try to live successfully. Racist motherfucker. There's something about that I don't like. Uh, that's that's I'm, I'm niggas ain't you, trying to live successfully. I'm not saying that they. You know, I'm gonna. Uh, if you want me to get into it, I'll get into it with the culture culture side of it. No, it, what, what it is, and this is where black people got fucked from the very beginning. When black people were stolen and brought over here, and they were removed of their religion and and, and everything that was their culture, uh, and then they were put, they were separated. There wasn't a culture. Jews have always. For whatever amount of time Jews have been on the earth, Jews have always had their culture. They shop in the same markets. They live close to each other because they go to the synagogue, the same synagogue. They have to walk because they're not supposed to drive their cars if they're Reformed or Orthodox. I'm sorry, conservative or Orthodox. So that that culture kept kept everything kind of a little tighter. Do you know what I mean? So that they can support <laughs> each so. other. They can support so. each other and. And it's exactly the opposite of the crabs in the bucket uh, philosophy. With Jews. Yeah. 
It's exactly the opposite. We're going to help everybody. We're going to help everybody. Okay. Now I see. Yeah, because niggas, we... Uh yeah, we some crab lovers, man. I, I, and I'm not, and I, I'm not trying to break it down to the simplest thing. But you asked me, and that's the way that I, that's the way that I, I can see, I, can, I can put it best on a podcast. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, uh, like I said, uh, you know, black people just have this thing where it's just like, motherfucker, you ain't gonna tell me I can't. She, give me that piece of shit over there and watch what I do to this doo doo. And next thing you know. Man, that's a good smelling piece of feces, nigga. Like we just know how to. Yeah, but when you when you are when you're responsible, though, and this is the other side that I, I can't wait to see what, uh, some responses and emails you get for this. The other side of it is though, when you're black in America and you make up probably seventy percent of what the culture is right now, and you're getting paid nothing on it. That's why people are crabs in the bucket too, because they're trying to get a little bit out because nothing's been given, to, nothing's been given back. Mm. So there is. We want what's owed to us. We want what's fucking owed to us. We don't brought the podcast down with handicaps and niggas being called niggas. Damn. By the way, in my joke, yes. I'm the only one who gets called that the whole time. You, you, you're the only one who gets called the N-word, nigga. Yeah, I'm the only yeah. one. Yeah. But listen, I, I told you, man, I could see there was one dude last night. I could see the uneasiness in people's faces. If they listen to the whole thing and don't get Oof. stuck on the whole on the one word, oh, do you think that they still, they don't get better? Dude, I don't, I don't even know. I, you know what I just thought about? What? You know where we are in January, right? 2019. Uh, chuckles? In Memphis. Yeah. You going to say that? Your your version of, my version of, Eric's nigga is the, 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 the finger in the booty uh, <laughs> prostate joke and the fucking suck my dick wordplay joke. That's, that's them suck my two dick things, joke out there. Oh, my God. Them two things in Memphis have, no, that is a no-fly zone, dog. Not at all. And we got to go in front of them country. Dude, you can't. They, It's comedy, though. They want the comedy. Dude, I was there last, that last time I was there. I never felt like such an unwanted guest in my whole life. Not in the city, just at the comedy club. I think, I think I'm going to try to as hard as I can to figure out how to serve these motherfuckers what they want. I'm writing new jokes. I might I might try to come up with a good fifteen minutes worth of what they what what that what that's it is. I'm on that eighty one. Nigga, where the hell? <laughs> well bitch ass nigga. I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yo, last <laughs> night after we uh after we left um the comedy club after that whole thing, we went to the one place we could only hang out here. Uh, when the, when the show's over, which is like a f- three minute drive up the block, which is the stripper district, and this motherfucker, woo, there's uh, one classy spot, which is the Hustlers Club, but on the main strip, and that's off to the side a little bit, but the main strip is just seedy. I mean, it's straight. Ain't we lucky? We got them. It's good times, nigga. Uh, But that was your crowd because you were famous out there. 
<laughs> no, I, no, I'm, I'm going to do a callback. I'm going to do a callback okay. to my favorite podcast okay. that we've done, the Pussy Podcast. You said that too when we were in Charlotte. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, you're famous. And what did I say to you? Famous everywhere, nigga. Um, yeah, I'm famous out there, but uh, 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 I get tired of slapping hands with niggas who need to cut their fingernails. Them niggas be scratching the insides of my palms up, nigga. Cut them goddamn nails. That is the unsexiest shit on a man, and I'm a dude. I'm a dude who loves pussy, but in abundance. So this ain't no homo shit. Uh, pardon me. This ain't no gay shit, and you can't even say it without right without it being. I'm just saying, like, I, it ain't got like I'm. You know, this ain't no homophobic shit. Homophobic shit. I'm just saying. I think men should keep their toenails and their fingernails kept right. Like, what part of you scratching a bitch on the thigh in the bed is sexy? You know what I mean? You cut your claws, man. And them niggas be scrap, scraping the shit out of my hands, man. I, I don't, my hand, come on, man. I moisturize, nigga. My insides of my hands feel like baby feet. Easy. <laughs> um, but it was wild because the first, it's, it's like, look, man, I'm a weed smoker, right? And uh, a nigga came up to me last <laughs> night. And, and you don't, like, first of all, weed is not a drug. Anybody that, that says that in today's age, man, drugs are bad, and they include marijuana, slap yourself. And it's legal here. And it's legal here. But weed is from the earth. It's grown. It's God-given. You know what I mean? You can't see it, but in that one famous picture of Jesus and the, what is the disciples? What do they call them? His, apo- what is his apostles. His apostles. The disciples. <laughs> it's like a gang in Chicago. And his apostles, that one picture where you see them all at that long table eating and drinking. Yeah, the Last Supper. The Last Supper. If you look close, a couple of them niggas is holding blunts. I'm telling you, they, they God smokes. Um, but you don't realize how much weed isn't a drug until somebody asks you to do real drugs. <laughs> and this nigga came up to me, and he was aggressive. It was good love. Yo, Aries, what's up, say? Yo, what up, say? Yo, man, fucking fan, I'm a fan, nigga, I'm a fan. And his eyes was bulging. Nigga, I'm a fan, I love you, nigga. I fucks with you. I fucks with you, nigga, I fucks with you. Hey, you gonna do some cocaine? I didn't say nothing, but I, oh, in my mind, I'm like, this nigga's doing drugs. I ain't never had a nigga flat out just ask me in the open. You know, you stuttered, though, and then he went, no, 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 I'm, I'm fixing to go in the back right now and just just do, 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 do a couple dudes. Yeah. No, I'm good, nigga. <laughs> I wish I almost had a joint just so at that moment I could take a hit and go, I don't do drugs, nigga. <laughs> I'm good. And and he, but he was smoking uh, a blunt at the time. Yeah, I, that's a, well, you know what. And now I'm sitting here going because you know, listen, weed ain't legal everywhere. No. But you know, you go certain places in the in the hood, certain black spots like you know, gentlemen's club in Atlanta. Niggas is smoking in the club, lighting up, rolling. I saw one nigga one time roll up, and I'm not making this up, and eat his chicken wings at the same time with one hand. He had a wing in his hand. He was eating it, and with his other fingers, was able to roll the blunt. Was he was he putting a little weed on the on, on the on the wings? On the wings? He might as well have. Like that's there's certain nigga talents that just again this lets me know I am authentically black, but I have a limit of niggerdom, and I'm not special like that. Some niggas they grow up. You know, with so much of that nigga to minimum, it's like a talent, nigga. It's a talent. You know what I mean? 
And this nigga was, you know, anyway, you go to certain clubs, especially strip clubs. And niggas are smoking in the clubs. These motherfuckers out here is openly smoking in the streets. But that's because it's legal, right? Yeah. It's legal to just smoke an L in the street? I, I think it's still legal. They were, they were going to make some kind of, uh, like, city ordinance because I thought they were, I don't know if they were doing it here. I heard in L.A. they were going to do it where they wanted to make it, like, alcohol. Like, you couldn't just walk down. Drinking a beer down the street, you have to put it in a bag or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's not supposed to be open container. Like that. Yeah, but that that area is seedy, dude. But we did go. What's the? We did go to a couple of clubs. I mean, we went to. We there's the one club we always go. Of all the seedy clubs, this is the best seedy club. Yeah. that we go to. I don't even remember the fucking name of it. Uh, but then we went to the Hustlers because I remembered the last time I was here, the manager or something. Uh, he showed me a lot of love, so. We went down there, and uh, now the hustlers. I mean, you, you talk about quality of hoes. This is night and day. These are the girls who you know you could fucking maybe have a family with if you you know can get past the stripper shit. The mother hoes is like nigga. That's clinic visits. You know what I mean? I still like Atlanta. It's my favorite stripper strip play. Strip oh, place. I mean, again, Atlanta's the creme de la creme. It's the mecca. It's the mecca if you into to the to the black flesh like that. But uh, there was a couple things in, in Hustle last night. There was an Asian bitch. I mean, clearly, her body was bought. But this bitch had ass like she was Shaniqua. It, it, that was- and that's rare for Asians because most Asian women, you know, their asses be, you know what I'm saying, flat as notebook paper, nigga. She was genetically modified. She was genetically modified, yeah. This was a special- it looked good, though. It looked damn good. Whoever she paid. You know what I mean? They did their they they did what they were supposed to do. They hooked Mei Ling up, nigga. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. Um, so San Francisco's been better than you thought it was going to be, though. Nah, it's been consistently what it always is. Yeah. This is what it is. No, yeah. The, the, the crowds are, you know, it was hitting some crowds were that tight ooh ah concert. Not concert, yeah, but there ooh, was, yeah. Ah. And, and silence. Then some crowds were, you know, woo, you know. So it, it's been a little bit of both. Uh, the Tenderloin District is still what it is. Yeah, you know, but I like Frisco because certain parts of it, particularly Union Square, which is where I'm staying, reminds me of Manhattan. I like the hustle and the bustle of it. Yeah, kind of. It's, I don't know why New York is such a different feel to me. You don't see, you don't think Union Square a it, little bit, a little bit, but it just it, there's something. Di- maybe it's the people. I think it has to just be the people because the people here don't look like they have any place they have to be. Here? Yeah, they move, but not the same way as it moves in New York. New York people have shit to do, places to go. Mm. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I Maybe it's this section, because this is also a touristy era yeah. area. So motherfuckers is stopping, gawking, looking. Yeah, that's true. Taking too. pictures. Well, this and, is where all the shopping is. Yeah, and this is holiday season. and, 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 yeah. and, and it, you, know. you know what, though? It, didn't, it doesn't feel like holiday. They don't have it dressed up like. Oh, dude, have you seen Union Square at night? No, oh, it's, I, it's, I was here. I was there during the no, day. It's festive, nigga. All right, it's so much so. It's got all right, me. all right, San Francisco. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you. It's, I'm sorry. it's got me down because you know I'm going through my situation and it sucks waking up alone, man. It sucks when your pillows is your woman. Well, I got one on my head. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping on a pillow. I got one in my chest. I got one in between my thighs. You know, I, I'd rather wake up unhappy because no one's there. Then wake up uh, unhappy because someone's there. 
run that back? I'd rather wake up unhappy because no one's there than wake up unhappy because someone's there. Because I can go outside and talk to people and put feel, that shit on a Hallmark card, nigga. That was nice. Yeah, I can't. I can't. If I wake up and someone is bo- someone's face just bothers me like that, I, I, I I've already been through that. Mm. Mm. You know, you wake up. I can enjoy the rest of my day. That morning's a little rough, but I got the whole day if if I'm happy. I just want to get this shit over with, man, so I can get back to the bitch who I know I'm really supposed to be with and finally get happy and stop fucking off. You sure you want that on this podcast? Yeah, why okay. not? Cause what? I just don't want anybody to drop recordings in on on courtroom issues. Man, please. Are you allowed to say your dreams? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm just staying in my dreams, nigga. <laughs> Take my dreams away. What we got? Uh, oh man, you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I got a couple things. Uh, we ain't got much time. In fact, I think we only got like uh, ten minutes, twelve minutes. Um, I said I somehow I don't know how to end up. We talk. We ended up talking about when we at the strip club, the nice one. I got because I got it in my notes. MJ McJagger, seventy-seven. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was asking that, that this would be fun to, to end on. Uh, we were talking about. I was telling you the story about uh, a comic friend of mine right. who does a joke about, and I don't know if he wants me to say that, so that's why I'm not going to say his name. But he has a joke about uh, Michael Jordan uh, when he was in Phoenix. Right. I think it was Phoenix. It might have been L.A. at the time. I don't know. He was somewhere, and uh, he was at this party, and Michael Jordan was uh, came out of this room, and Michael just started picking girls in this area mm. that he wanted to come back to the party at the hotel with him, and he just... Oh, picked. wait, wait, hold up, because now, now I know how we got into it again. Real quick, let me just put it with this first. Okay. Uh, one of the press things I did out here was some nigga that used to play in the NBA. Uh, I didn't know who he was. But he did a sports podcast slash radio show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did his show to promote my weekend here in San Francisco. And somehow we obviously was talking basketball. And I just told him, like, dude, again, I- I'm a Michael Jordan ho. I'm a man groupie. And I'm like, Mike is the one dude who I just, Jesus. And he was telling me, he was like, yeah, man, a couple times. The crazy, crazy thing about Mike is when Mike walks into a room, his presence is felt so strong. And he was like, you could literally hear every hoe squirm in her seat and when they got up they almost had the wet spot on the ass part of the seat like the niggas had the jerry curl juice on the couches and coming to america and i just said dude i would love to see what it's like just to hang out with mj to see people because dude said it and he said it just like this people lose their shit even barkley said it on that that documentary i love the dream team when he was go i've been around a lot of different celebrities but I'm going to tell you something. I've been around uh, dignitaries, presidents, people of state. I've never seen anybody, people respond the way they do to Michael Jordan. People lose their mind. They so they said when, before everybody used to start taking before the NBA started used private planes. Right. They said uh, the Bulls couldn't go. Like They were fine. The Bulls were fine going up to the to get their gate to, for, their, right. for the flight unless Jordan was there. And right. then when Jordan entered... It was like a rock star that was right. coming walking around. Right. And uh, like I guess when you're that dude, you can do anything you want to do. But like I said, mm-hmm. my, my buddy, he was just picking out girls. I'm not going to give any more of that, but he, Jordan was just picking out girls just to come back to this party. And 
Yeah, he picked his his girl though. So he picked you do the, the yeah. comics girl. Yeah. And what else happened? I don't. I want. I don't want to ruin his joke. But but, but it's, was it a joke? Is it a joke? He does it as a joke. Well, don't tell it as a joke. But didn't you tell me more last yeah, night? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, then, so he looked at his girl, and his girl said, "Well, you know, I gotta go." Damn. <laughs> and so she got in the car with all the other people. Damn. So she went. Yeah. Did she fuck him? I don't know. I don't, he wasn't picking girls, I think, just for him. He was picking girls that he wanted to look good. Oh, why'd you say that? <laughs> she just got in the car with the baddest, biggest, most expensive, famous dick in the world, and it was maybe for somebody else's he dick. He picked like 14 people for, to go. Oh, shit. To jump okay. in the limo. Thank God you said that. These hoes ain't loyal. But my question to you <laughs> after that, this is, this is where the... Uh, uh, other MJ comes in. Michael? No, the uh, Mick Jagger. Oh. Like, do you, like, he's going on tour again. He's 70, 77 yeah. years old, 70 right. something years old. I mean, do young girls, will young girls still fuck that dude? Young girls will fuck a dead man if there's a dollar in it. Oh, God. Yes. He's Mick Jagger. He's, he's having a, a baby at 70 something. Dude, money, power, fame, women don't they, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. I just I think it's weird to be Of course you do cuz you're thinking like a dude. You you but you you're 70 something years old, you're on stage. I think that's great that you can do what he does. But you're still that I don't know. He's he's slanging it. He's slanging it. <laughs> He's slinging that old wet wood, nigga. That old dried dead wood. Some bitch gonna take it. Trust me, it's Mick Jagger, dude. I'm just so convinced that when you reach a certain level of fame and power and money, again, I don't know it because I'm not there, but I'm goddamn pretty sure it's a different kind of holy shit. What's happening, vibe? Because again, sometimes on the level that I receive it, I go, this is bananas, nigga. I just bought stool loosener. I got <laughs> stool loosener for free, nigga. <laughs> so imagine, imagine being Mick Jagger, he was Michael Jordan. Yeah, Jagger was born in 1943, though. Yeah, well, motherfuckers still wore top hats and evening gowns to functions. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just make songs like, da-da-da, was it Start Me Up? Yeah. Never, never stop. No, saddest. Think of them as cultural, iconic songs. Every time a girl sucks that old nigga's dick, she's putting that song in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what woman don't want them bragging rights? I sucked. Can't get no satisfaction. That's not all women. I sucked. Start me up, bitch. <laughs> Who dick you sucked? The nigga that sell hot dogs at Nathan's? So it's power. It's power. It's it's prestige. It's 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 notches on a belt. It's 
It's so much. It's possibilities. It's it's could be, you know what? A, a rich every rich successful dude is a lotto ticket, nigga. You're a you're a walking lotto ticket, a well, human lotto ticket. What about a rich successful woman though? What is she? She's she's good as long as ain't nothing wrong with her. Patrice had the best line ever. He said, uh, uh, "He said a uh, a billionaire." Retarded man can still get pussy. A billionaire retarded chick is in deep shit. <laughs> Some dude will fuck her. But, you know, come on, man. Come on, bro. But that doesn't make any sense. Because let, let's, let, let's, let's take. Let me ask you something. If, if Betty White. I told you I like Betty White. One bigger old bitch that I know you won't. Nigga, if Dr. Ruth <laughs> told you, Andy, I'll give you $2 million to eat this pussy. Or Rihanna said to you, Andy, you eat this pussy for free. I mean, I ain't giving you shit. Which one? Who pussy are you getting ate? Can I... Tell Rihanna I'm going to take her out to dinner. No, fuck in, that. In right, right now, two, both of them, Dr. Roof and Rihanna, both laying on the bed. Dr. Roof ass naked, Rihanna ass naked. You eat Dr. Roof pussy, you get $2 million. You eat Rihanna pussy, you get nothing. Honestly? Yeah. I'm going to get that $2 million. But why? But I can get other. Now I have two million dollars. I see where you're going. So now with two million dollars, I have power. You got power. So then you can get a thousand Rihannas. Exactly. That's why niggas are where they are, and you are where you are. We don't think like that. <laughs> Th- did you see the crab in the barrel mentality? I just went, man. Fuck that. I'm going for mine. Rihanna, baby. I'd have took Rihanna. No, I wouldn't have. I'd have sucked that old. But you know what, Doctor uh, Ruth? No shit. What the fuck? You think I'm sucking that pussy for knowledge? No, no, but she knows shit. She probably took care of it. Probably comes clean. Man, that pussy tastes like uh, <laughs> zucchini, squash, and okra all together. <laughs> it has an accent. It has a... <laughs> that pussy texture probably tastes like Jabba the Hutt tongue. How come all the women that you think are like... You said her, and then what's the other one? Mrs... Uh... From the, the facts of life, yeah, facts of life. This is Garrett. Yeah, they, they kind of look it's the same. Like you have these women that you think of as na- like that you wouldn't want to fuck. All look like the same to you. Doctor Ruth, Mrs. Garrett, they have a similar. I just want to fuck old white bitches for what they did to us, <laughs> so that a couple good strokes would take their life. If I pound it hard enough with the with the passion of Nat Turner and Paul Mooney. And O.J. Simpson and Mandingo, played by Ken Norton. I just one good back <laughs> shot, make their life lead a body. I think that's the end of the podcast. La, 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 la. All right. Uh, Toledo. That's what's next. It's next. We're going on a shit run, baby. And January's going to be a shit run. We got Toledo. We, 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 we got, we got, we, we, we got. No, hold on now, anime. We 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 got San Antonio. We 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 got Detroit. No, we got a uh, Cleveland. 
Chuckles, Memphis, Toledo. It's gonna be a rough run, baby. I'm excited. I, 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 Toledo was honestly, it was the place that I feel like I need to go back and redeem myself, so I get a chance to do that. I this, did better. This is the redemption tour. For I you. did better at Chuckles than I did at, at, in Toledo. Nah. Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. I do. Really? Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, Instagram, Aerie Spears official, even though I'm looking to get verified, and when I do, it'll just be Aerie Spears. Um, Facebook, I'm doing a whole new social media overhaul. Uh, Facebook, at some point, Facebook Messenger. But I'll give you all that shit when it happens. Uh, I don't know if I want to advertise this yet because it's not set up. Yeah, I'm it's not, not set, set up, up yet. But you, but you got yet. new merch coming. I got new merch coming. Um, again, I might be back on Twitter, but I'm nervous about that. Uh, I don't think I've been in my AA meeting long enough uh, to venture out into that world again. Uh, I need to keep with the rehab for a second. You should get it, but like people can text you, but you can't respond to anything. Like you just can't type. Like you, you're. you're but I need. I, I would. I would need to promote things. And if you got enough followers, that's good promotion. Yeah. So. Um, I'm not forgetting anything. Please, Patreon. I, I see I'm getting a couple of new fish. I'm fishing and debate. I'm, I'm reeling them in. Patreon, please subscribe. God damn it. It's not that difficult. Um, and you got a lot of new content that's going to be at the, at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Sergio, got- thank you for that email. Hopefully, keep slapping Andy upside the head. Eventually, he'll get it. Uh, and if that don't work, eventually, I'm going to take them too long, juice sideburns and wrap it around <laughs> his neck and choke him. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is that you? it? You ain't got nothing to say? Andycomedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. Why are you saying it like that with no enthusiasm? I don't know. You feel like nobody gives a fuck? No one gives a fuck. Well, if you don't give a fuck... I you- do give a fuck, but I mean, if, the, if, you, if you know, a little bit here and there, that's that's nice. I'm just happy with doing comedy. If you want to buy some shit, it's on andycomedy.com. And you go to my social, you go to uh, the merch page, and then I have a bunch of T-shirts on there, and they're actually funny T-shirts. And actually, the one T-shirt that you you have been on me about producing more of, I really have to get those going. Yeah, and any lo- any new listeners to the podcast, if uh, you haven't gone in chronological order, and you're just kind of getting in, you really want to get a good feel for what we do. My favorite episode, the Pussy Podcast. Number 27. Number 27. Check that out. I was in a zone on that day. Uh, I had a tongue wagon. I was doing the Jordans, the Michael Jordan backpedal with the tongue wagon. Um, yeah, man. Uh, f- fuck around with the podcast. Uh, emails, man. Come on. If you're a new listener, please. We need The more ammo you give us, the more we prepare to go to war. So, Airy Spears, 45 at Hotmail. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. We're signing off from... San Francisco. Funny happens at gmail.com. Andy Steinberg. It's the rain, man. Hallelujah. See you in a week. I ain't got no money. Pussy ass, nickel.